You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. You are not in Kansas anymore. Is there something special about today? All I have for you is a word. Life, uh, finds a way. Tell it. This is the way. This is the way. Welcome back to what we watched. And what we watched was... I, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? That was. I liked it. What we watched was Falcon and the Winter Soldier, now Captain America and the Winter Soldier, the season finale... Uh, as well as Invincible Episode 7 and the Mortal Kombat movie on HBO Max. So I think it makes most sense to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier just because I feel like that's probably the most anticipated thing out of all of the things that we've watched. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, most popular, at least, for sure. Yeah, and I've probably got more things that I, want, that I care to say about this than I do anything else. Um, first impressions, though, I thought... For what the show was, I thought this was um, a pretty good episode. I I loved Sam becoming the ca- Captain America. I thought that was handled really well. Um, it makes sense for him to not have the super soldier serum. Instead, he has an improved wingsuit, a new cap outfit, and wields the shield. I'm okay with all of it. I love the look of his suit. Um, thought so his, badass. Yeah, badass. Thought his intro was great. Uh handling the the Frenchie um I like that I I thought Winter Soldier was good in this Bucky I thought he was good in this aside from that um you know this the the glaring issues with the flag smashes were still there I didn't care about Carly dying um even though that was supposed to be an emotional bit and set up Sam's whole speech didn't care about it but I thought his speech was fine and really what I didn't expect in this finale was to uh, really like John Walker and, and the fact that he actually had a redemption to his character, even though he might be used in the future as a villain and not really know that he's kind of being used as a villain mm-hmm. with being the U.S. agent. Um, I mean, arguably one of the best character arcs in the show. Yeah, totally. If you think about it. I mean, yeah, from start to finish. He... he um, had a complete 180 as a character. He became someone that was super douchey and you know stubborn to like how he how everyone imagined him being being a three-time medal of honor recipient like you would think he'd be a very respectful kind of person Mm -hmm. and uh seeing him team up with bucky towards the very end of it was nothing that i expected i thought we're gonna get a huge brawl or something between all of them again so overall pretty satisfied with this episode i don't really understand um the i don't know if it's like you know half and half but there's definitely a decent amount of critics out there that have uh kind of shat on this episode compared to the other episodes i would still say this is top two for me um out of all of them i yeah i would put it pretty high um i don't know if i'd necessarily put it top two a three and five in my mind were probably like the best i don't know whether which one i would say would be top Hmm. but this one would definitely be third and i mean it was great. I was honestly kind of disappointed about how short it was. I mean, yeah. we're talking like 40 minutes. This is one of the shortest episodes of the finale. Not that big of a deal. Um, because I, I mean, they really did wrap up pretty much all the storylines that I, you needed to. Uh-huh. But um, it, I just it felt like it could have been a little bit longer. It felt like it could have been longer. And like aside from Sam's uh, unveiling and like what he looks like now as Cap... 
aside from that and aside from what we get from John Walker, there aren't really any surprises in this. No. Like, everything kind of went as planned. Yeah. And I guess Walker being the U.S. agent, that was cool to see that. I didn't fully know that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know. Uh, who the uh, uh, power uh, what's power broker is. power broker is being Sharon um, Carter pretty obvious that was from obvious episode like three honestly but her getting reinstated to her job not something that I thought about happening no. so that was kind of interesting but that opens was up a lot of doors end. for her character opens up a lot of doors but no like uh, huge plot twists occurred mm-hmm. in the finale. It, it's pretty grounded and pretty like self-explanatory. We definitely expected at least either Carly or John to die. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about it before. weren't positive on who it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot more sense that it was Carly. Mm-hmm. And initially, like when we were starting the episode, I was kind of like hoping it almost would have kicked off with like a Flag Smashers like intro with some backgrounders backstory on them. But since they killed him off, basically, I, like, I don't think there's any left now, even. Yeah, because the last group of them were in that, that car. Truck blew oh, up. Sam might have saved that one that he had in the water. Uh, I like, saved hey, the one. one. That's true. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, for the most part, the group's gone, so Thank it's God. fine that we don't really get any backstory. Um, because, yeah, they were pretty garbage for the most part yeah. from the first moment that we saw them. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm kind of just good riddance, glad mm-hmm. to be done with them. But yeah. that was easily. The low point of this entire season. I, I thought, honestly, like looking back, reviewing everyone, individual characters, I thought they did a pretty good job with everyone. I'm glad Bucky got some like final redemption with that guy that we started at the beginning. Uh-huh. With, got the closure with that. Even that part was just kind of um, not unsatisfying, but kind of abrupt. Like it that was... scene ended abruptly. You would almost think that there would be more. But at least I'm dialogue. glad that they, they tied that knot. Like, they, they yeah. finished it because if they wouldn't yeah. have addressed that again, I definitely think it could have been a problem. I agree. Like, something people would have brought up. But that doesn't mean that it shouldn't have been a longer scene. Like, if, they didn't, if they didn't address it at all, it would have been a huge problem. Yeah. And it's less of a problem since they addressed it, but I think it would have been a better mm-hmm. scene had it been longer. Because well, it was yeah. just getting emotional when Bucky was saying, and it was me, uh-huh. I was the Winter Soldier. That's And it, it totally should have, because if you look at the amount of time they spent together... In episode one, yeah. it's like that, those scenes at least twice as long as yeah. how much time he spent with him explaining to him, yeah. you know, about his son. So it's like it you been, would definitely think it would have been nice for the the old man that he you know said I killed your son to if he had said something like you know I I, I always had had a hunch I I know who you are I looked you up uh, I had a feeling or it's all right that was the old you you know you're you're here now, mm-hmm. um, I don't hate you for doing it, it wasn't really you. Something, you know, some closure More for conversation. Because I'm sure yeah. he got that closure. Um, we shouldn't see it. It would have been nice to see it. Uh, but that was an okay scene. Um, There's something else I was going to say about the flag smashes, I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> One scene that was just totally dumb was when Carly and Bucky were on the phone and Carly was saying to oh. Bucky, like, when's the when's the time that you've ever done something bigger than yourself or whatever? And it's like, do you not know who I am? You know that I fought Thanos, right? Yeah, like, I was not... involved in all of that. Uh-huh. Like, just dumb shit like How that. that I really wish she got roasted about. the Yeah, to what happened in Infinity War and then in Endgame. Like, exactly. Did no one in the world ever find out about these events? Exactly. Did they think everyone just disappeared and then magically came back and there's no explanation? Like, yeah, 
Why? Like, I mean, just Sam the, and Bucky, like, literally put their, like, everything they had on the line. Yeah. It's just another reason to hate Carly. Like, she already is a stupid character, and yep. then she just has that dumbass line. I'm like, oh my god. Uh-huh. Uh, I really was hoping, I mean, just the way that the show went, it made sense that it didn't happen that way. But I loved seeing Walker just kick her ass, and then he just got his, you know, he did some stupid shit, and she, like, Roadhouse kicked him. Yeah, that was but dumb. he was kicking some ass in the beginning against all the Flag Smashers, and Bucky had some cool moments when he came in and helped Dude. John fight him. Uh, I liked when he picked up that big steel beam. Yeah. Whenever he was fighting, like, one yeah. of those main guys, like, swinging that around. That and then was Carly so came dope. in and, like, threw one out, and he caught it, and then he grabbed something and just mm-hmm. fucking knocked her out. Yeah. Man, there really was some good Bucky shots. Strength. Yeah, yeah. They, there, there were some good Bucky moments, really good unexpected John Walker moments. Mm-hmm. So, and that's really what I care about in this finale is just good action, and we really got a lot of that. And I'm pumped to see just the future of these characters if we don't get a second season. I want to yeah. see where U.S. Agent ends up, and what Sam is the Captain America, what he winds up doing, and mm-hmm. Bucky's character now that. You know, his arc is kind of wrapped up, and he's found that closure. Mm-hmm. I want to see what happens with him. Yeah, I mean, like, this was, more than anything, a setup for future content, because, yeah, we like you said, we knew pretty much what was going to happen coming yeah. into this episode, so it was like, th- this was just a quick, like, inclusion almost, and yeah, building the story for more, you know, possible storylines. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the power broker, obviously, doors open up with her, Bucky mm-hmm. can basically, I mean do whatever at this point he's gotten his redemption he's like fully you know u.s citizen again whatever yeah sam captain america his fucking suit yeah is so dope and i i kind of hope that at this point with like i guess he doesn't have any powers really yet but it does feel like he could be a standalone movie who sam oh captain america like that like that should that should be its own movie, and I know they've already confirmed Captain America four. Yeah. So like, and that that's gonna be his. Gotta be his solo. They yeah. said that Chris Evans' his project is separate from Captain America okay. four. It is okay. So, but um, I mean, it's it, the fact that he's got a vibranium. Well, I guess it's not like confirmed, but I mean, they got from Wakandans. It's gotta be. That's a vibranium like the only material that they make stuff. Um, I wonder if they were like, no, we don't want to build like an American suit out of our most precious material like they were pretty chill about that for yeah the they most were part. um just being you know bucky just called in a simple favor and they they built that for him but uh, yeah we'll go ahead and get right to it yeah that's on the top of our priority list i wonder if uh wonder if they'll ever confirm if if shuri made it or not yeah i don't know um but so what i was like ahead of the weapons what i did want to bring up too is um at some point you would think Sharon Carter and uh, that Valentina character. The Contessa. Yeah, yeah, that their paths will cross at some point. And I don't think Sharon Carter as the power broker is going to be like a villain that lasts for her. I think she'll change and redeem herself. I can see her being the villain in Captain America 4. Hmm. Yeah, I can see her being a villain. I don't know if she'll Maybe be a the side villain. villain. Just yeah. because I, I still can't see her completely going down that road just with how she has been you know the hero in the past like i get her reasons for being bad just because she felt like she was betrayed and forgotten and whatnot but i just feel like that stuff that can get patched up pretty easily it can but it was pretty clear that her intentions the entire time especially helping sam and bucky was drawn from the fact that she wanted 
to reinstate herself in the United States government. Yeah. Get that influence from there because it's clearly going to benefit her. In but the I feel like her like, being... That was her whole, like, end, yeah. end scene. But I feel like her being that high up is going to be how she, you know, meets Valentina and can maybe at the end, you know, fuck mm-hmm. up Valentina's plans. And what's her agenda? I mean, yeah, we really no don't idea. have any... I mean, you know at the end of the day, she is someone that wants a Captain America that she can control on the opposite side, basically. Yes. So, And that kind of reminds me, too, of the boys and the fact that there's, like, um, like villain villains in politics in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Because what's-her-name and the boys wound up being the overarching villain and she's, oh, like, yeah. in political um, power. Oh, my gosh. Like, the senator the or one that was, congresswoman. Yeah. yeah. That was, like, uh-huh. AWC... Or AOC, AOC, sorry, yeah. AWC. Yeah. The AOC lookalike. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, again, though, honestly, what I'm kind of um, not surprised to that I got this reaction, but from watching the finale, I almost appreciated this finale more than I did the WandaVision finale. Like, I thought the show for WandaVision was probably better, <clears throat> but I got more of what I wanted out of this finale than I did WandaVision. I can agree. I can I, think I got better action from this, which I really wanted to see. Plus, I kind of like these characters a little bit more. Like, I like Sam as Captain America, mm-hmm. um, and I love Bucky, and that's probably why I'm more biased towards this finale. And, like, the story in Wanda wasn't terrible, but there were definitely no. some pretty, pretty glaring plot holes from even, like, a first viewing, and then just the realism factor into it as well mm-hmm. always kind of takes you out of it. Yeah, and Especially for sure. if it's characters. I mean, I like Wanda and I like Vision, both great characters, but they definitely weren't as high on my list. Like, I, I really, yeah, I liked Bucky a lot before. Sam wasn't quite as high, but after this season, I is very much... way more of a character that I uh, look forward to seeing than I ever... I can get back on the uh, Anthony Mackie track thought. because I definitely was, was not as big of a fan of him, but yeah, I... Yeah. I'm I'm pretty okay with him being Captain America. Me too. I'm excited, actually. I'm to, pumped for Captain America more. four. I am I am as well. And God, his suit. I mean, like I there's got to be so many like things that like they're gonna like unveil that his suit can do. So many mm-hmm. like powers and stuff. So many I mean, gadgets. This thing's already like insanely strong. It takes yeah. helicopter blade wings and like literally a, a glance off of a helicopter and right. it's totally fine. He has two red wings now. That he can use. Two red wings. We saw him like use it to at like, least push two the truck red up. Wings. At least two red wings. Um, he's got like thermal goggles, you know, like all yeah. that stuff. So it, it feels like a much improved suit. Yeah. Which is nice. And I wonder if anyone's going to get his old Falcon suit and yeah. then team up with him, you know, in, yeah. in Falcon Possible. or in Captain America. Possible that they use Torres. Who knows? Who knows? But it would also feel weird to have two of those suits. It would be a little... But, I mean, you kind of see that with Iron Man and uh, yeah. uh, Iron Patriot. Winton Rhodey, yeah. Or yeah. War Machine. Um, so it's possible. But uh, one big thing I had an issue with, too, is uh, uh, Sam using the shield against Frenchie and Frenchie throwing like a... Ch- or kicking like a chair at it. Frenchie. And it just totally fucked up. What was his name? Uh, Georges Petrock. Petrock. So Frenchie... When he kicked that chair into the <laughs> shield, and it just totally fucked it up. Like I feel like that shield's strong enough where it would have barely fucked up the path uh-huh. that it was heading. The power scaling of the shield in general is a I little mean, whack. We saw that thing get 
huffed at Bucky and it flew Bucky back. Yeah, who knocks him down. Is a super soldier with a fucking metal arm. But now you can just kick a chair and it's like a frisbee. It just flies down. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't buy that at all. But uh, other it's, than that, I I really didn't have many problems uh, with this up. You no. got some Zemo in it and how he had involvement with blowing up the last of the flag smashers. I like that. That was cool. No, that was really cool. And that definitely, I mean, hints. And we were. Pre- I mean, that was something that we probably could have guessed before, but. Definitely hints that he's going to have involvement oh, yeah. in, in future projects as well. Yeah, but at the end of the day, characters that we already liked, um, I like a lot more after this show. And character, a character that I had no idea uh, who they were, um, who I now love, is John Walker, who I never thought I would like once I did meet his characters. Like, this guy sucks. I'm so ready for him to get his ass handed to him mm-hmm. and die. Now I'm like, man, I want to see more mm-hmm. from U.S. Agent. I want to see where, where he ends up. That honestly, it makes his character better since you did kind of hate him first. Yeah, like, it does. It's it's I I would compare it to something like the Jamie Lannister character where it's yeah. like you really despise him. Yeah, but that almost makes you like him more since he has redeemed himself. Yeah, except the only difference about Jamie was you knew that Jamie like was such a badass and was just naturally likable at the same time. Charismatic, like, charismatic, more than than likable probably. But I just mean like. He had. He was so life. cunning that even though he was a dick, you liked him. Yeah. Whereas John Walker, it, it was it wasn't that way. That's like, true. He was a huge dick, and you just naturally didn't like just him. Just douchey. Like he just. He didn't he have a reason douchey. for being a dick. Uh huh. He didn't make up for it in any way. But now you see that he he becomes who he always was, which was like a selfless soldier, mm-hmm. and that's what he ends up being, which I love. So yeah, he had a great redemption. That's. Probably the biggest high, aside from Sam being Captain America, the biggest highlight of this episode. Mm-hmm. I would have to agree, but I this this did everything that I needed to. It wasn't like phenomenal. I don't think it's deserved the hate that I feel like no. it's gotten that I've seen from Twitter and like you know fucking Snapchat ads and everything. But in no way. It's it definitely could have improved in a few areas, but I'd still give it a pretty solid like seven and a half. Oh, one hundred percent, and especially like. I mean, I already think when this show came out, this episode came out, and it was at, like, whatever, 56%. Now, again, that was by, like, 15 Rotten Tomatoes reviews, so it's not like it even really matters anyways, because most, like, movies and shows that are reviewed by Rotten Tomatoes, like, once it has a solid rating, that's after, like, 200 reviews around Mm -hmm. that. So, 17 reviews means nothing. But, at the same time, if... The running theme for this show was like 60s, you know? Then that's one thing. But they were reviewing it like 90%, 100%, 100%. Multiple 90%. 100% so the like, season. For the most part, every critic had, like enjoyed every episode up until this one. Mm-hmm. Does not make any sense. And I, I really haven't looked into the, like, the hate from like the Rotten Tomatoes, but I mean, I guess was like the Carly stuff. Like a big problem. So like, was, yeah, and that's do, why I don't do you know like, what I don't know. I I don't know. But what I'm saying is like, did you like Carly before this, or did you hate Carly before this, yeah. and just have so much faith that this finale was going to change your thoughts on the things that you weren't happy with the show? Because that's my only that's my only rationalization for why this finale would get a bad rating is they thought it was going to do things that would make up for the problems they had prior to it, yep. which doesn't justify giving it a great rating. If you had problems in the past, 
you shouldn't be giving things a great rating mm-hmm. just because you think that it's going to get patched up in the future. Yeah. I never thought that was going to happen with this show. I knew day one, pretty much, the Flag Smashers was going to be a messy, unlikable faction, yeah. and we wound up getting no backstory about them, really. We didn't get we didn't get anything that we really wanted or needed from them, and yeah, it just, they, they fell apart as a group, and I was okay with it, and if anything... It made me happier that that's how I they mean, concluded them. Yeah, me too. And they're like the most cliche bad guy group. Like their motto, "One world, one oh, people," God. was like I've heard I've heard a version of that a thousand times before. This their whistle is a whistle that's been a thing for Just a basic since whistle. people figured basic out how whistle. to whistle. That's been a whistle. Their entire logo and how they meet up with the people Makes in the no group sense. is so stupid. Fucking AR, like, sensor that sees a little hand. Yeah. Like, so dumb, so cheesy. And what I also don't buy is she keeps saying, like, we have enough people, we have enough people. I've only seen in one scene, like, at one time, maybe ten Flag Smashers. So what do you mean you have enough people? Yeah. They don't have an army. They have, like, a small, small handful of followers. Mm-hmm. And the other people that they might have that, like, kind of come to their meetings, they're not, like, super soldiers. They're just, like, regular people. Yeah. So, like... Her whole following base, like, we have enough people to change the world, was just so fucking stupid. It made no sense. I also didn't buy the fact that when Sharon Carter and Carly Morgenthau and, uh, whatever, Les Miserables, Frenchie guy, when they had their whole standoff, that was, like, the longest sequence for a hero not to be present and listen to the fact that Sharon Carter is the power broker. Where's Caps? Yeah. Where's Captain America? Yeah. Because Bucky and John Walker, that they had an excuse. They were they tailing did. the other people. Where the fuck was but Cap and all of his technology? was like, right, yeah. He, he uh, missed by like 30 seconds. One of the two Red Wings wasn't already listening in on this conversation. I was uh-huh. like, come on, at some point in this episode, they're going to arrest Sharon Carter or like bring it up. Uh-huh. I that was the one of the most unrealistic parts about this episode was the fact that no one, no hero knows that she's a bad yes, guy. Yes, but again, the fact that no one, that none of the heroes know that she's the power broker, does again, like I said, like opens up more doors for her in the future. Sure, because if they did find out, it definitely would have been a lot more of like oh, a clear yeah. cut type. I'm not saying that like in the story they should have found out, but like write it better, like as an audience. Cap should have been there. Like, write a different scene where this conversation is taking place. Mm -hmm. Or make it shorter. Or have Cap be busy with someone else. Then it makes sense. And it was kind of... It was just weird in general, too, because Batroc didn't even know she was a power broker. And, like, she'd hired him. She'd saved him, like, a couple times. Yeah. Like, that that doesn't really make a ton of sense anyways. Doesn't make sense. I mean, I guess maybe it's just because she's kept her identity hidden so well. But, I mean, she was... She was literally running that place, you know, back in Madripoor. Yeah, and, like, she was. he didn't, he didn't know that, like, he was like, oh, now you'll pay me four times as much. It's like, yeah, you you're fucking you idiot. You're about? so stupid. Yeah, and, and just trying to blackmail her in general in that time was dumb anyway. And Sharon shooting him and then getting herself shot was so dumb. Too. My guess, though, is that, like, again, the, it's a stupid guess, but my guess is that she wanted to get shot so that, like, Cap could save her and she would look like... The person that's in distress, but at the same that's time, true. it's like, could how be. could you, how can you plan that Cap isn't around listening to this whole thing? It was just so bold of her to even or like say any that, of that out loud, or calculate that she would survive the gunshot. Who's guaranteed? Like, there's no guarantee yeah. that she's gonna. Fortunate that, that Carly anyways. didn't shoot you in the head. It it doesn't make any sense why she would just like. She's like, oh, I'm getting blackmailed. I'm gonna shoot this guy instead of continuing to hold her leverage. 
with the gun and a guy that technically still works for her. Yeah. They would have had a 2v1 if she'd just been like, yeah, no worry, I'll pay you, and then yeah. betray him later. Yeah, and as She's cool- so smart, and then she just didn't use her intelligence at all there. Right, and as cool as the scene was, too, with Ka- uh, John Walker and uh, Bucky, you know, getting those other people arrested instead of, like, killing them or whatever, as cool as that was... Why were those flag smashers, like, relying so heavily on that app? Was that, like, an unhackable app? Yeah, because clearly everyone had used to or it. Or could, could you not just pick up a fallen flag smasher's phone and open the app and type a message in there? Like, I just don't... If I, even that, we barely even seen, would have needed that. We barely even seen how that app works until this episode, so yeah. that just kind of felt a little bit out of place. But, like, again, it was just, like... That had to happen in order for their scene to happen, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I don't have a huge problem with it. I still thought John Walker saying the uh, Abraham Lincoln quote and Bucky kind of fucking with him about it was really funny. It was good. Like they had some, they had a couple good moments. It's pretty rare. It's pretty rare for a character, a new character like Walker, to already have moments like that where I really enjoyed, you know, with Bucky as if they already kind of knew each other. And like it made total sense too because like. It makes sense for them to be that way with each other because they did hate each other before this, and mm-hmm. you could see why. You know, it, whereas in the beginning of the show, Sam and Bucky's whole conflict never really made sense. It felt really forced. Yeah. This we saw. We saw Walker and Bucky and Sam's falling out, which mm-hmm. is what made that moment between him and Bucky so nice to so see. So much better. Yeah. I mean, his redemption in general was just. Uh, easily uh, the highlight of uh-huh. this episode. And I think it's a very underrated thing, too, because I haven't really it heard is. a whole lot about Walker in the finale. It is. Which I really... I mean, in the game, we kind of talked about it last episode about this show. Walker should have been the main focus as the antagonist and still could have been the protagonist by the end of this. And that would have been a lot more satisfying than using the Flag Smashers at all. Power Broker, possibly, because Sharon Carter, obviously, there's a lot of plans for her in the future, it looks like. Yeah. So I can still see her having some sort of presence in this show. Mm-hmm. But Flag Smashers, I don't even think needed to happen to move the plot forward. It didn't. It really, it really did not. There was no one thing that they did except getting Sam and Bucky and Walker to kind of like that, join together and then have conflict as well. That. But like... And setting up totally, Sam's speech. They to- and setting up Sam's speech. But other than that... Like, they totally could have gotten Sam, Bucky, and Walker together anyways. Yes. There, there's so many different ways that they could have done that. And yes. they just, they really missed. They really missed They really did one. miss it. Um, but at, at the same time, that's what makes a Disney and Marvel movie and TV show so great, is they can miss so hard on, like, one of the key aspects of a show like this and have it still be quality show yep. that you can enjoy and watch that's true so like that's because one thing not, you can take away from it's it. not like uh like the plot of this show is not really relevant in the whole grand scheme of the marvel universe the grc a little all bit the, a little bit a little all that bit. really matters about this show is that sam is now captain america and john walker is the u.s agent like, absolutely those are the only things we really care about um, but like what the and, actual well not even I can't even say Sharon as a major because sure. we don't know that well, I mean, we don't know what well, that's gonna be but yet. you can you can count that Tim all that really matters is where the characters are now yep. not what happened to get them where they are now yeah I mean it at the end of the day it worked enough to where I'm on board with the future of these characters mm-hmm. that's all that matters and if it is just a miniseries too that it kind of works out that way anyways it's like the story yeah like you're saying as a whole isn't that important 
yeah. mean, that, that does make more sense because we're not going to have to see a continuation of, you know, this collaboration of similar collaboration of characters again and again and again in future seasons. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, overall the content isn't that big of a deal. And, and, and I am confident in where it's headed. I, you know, like we already talked about, I already think that the characters are set up well for future episodes. And I, I mean, Captain America easily is going to become one of my, one of my top, like, anticipated movies. Mm-hmm. Um, again, all over again. Coming it's up. Another is, cap. It's a different cap. Good. And I'm probably as hyped about this upcoming Captain America as I have been about any other Captain Americas, even though it's going to be played by an entirely different actor. Entirely different actor. But and basically an entirely different character. Like, yeah, he's got the name, but yeah. it's a different character. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also going to say that um, one parallel that you can draw from both WandaVision and Falcon the Winter Soldier is they um, this the kind of antagonist organization being S.W.O.R.D. and the GRC, like... They feel like they should be big names, like be a big deal, but we know so little about them. Like, for there to be no longer S.H.I.E.L.D. and now be S.W.O.R.D., you would think there would be a big reason for that, and that we would figure that out in WandaVision, because that was like the first real time that we were introduced to S.W.O.R.D., and we really didn't learn it. We knew that Hayward was a dick, but we don't know if S.W.O.R.D. themselves are like a villainous organization, or what they're doing different than S.H.I.E.L.D. is. I would, I would hope not. That would just feel unnecessary right. and just like a total like deja well, like, vu repeat of I agree. Shield. Like, but like, my point is that like that was their opportunity to flesh out Sword as an organization. This was Falcon and the Winter Soldier's opportunity to flesh out the GRC, which you even said could become, could still be like a presence in future Marvel and probably movies. Will. Given that the blip happened, like that's not going to go away. They yeah. are going to have to, like, it's going to be addressed in the future. It would make sense for the GRC to be what addresses that because that's the whole point of the GRC. Mm-hmm. So, like, this was the opportunity to do a better job at introducing what they are, who they are, and why people have a problem with them. And that's what they try to do with the Flag Smashers. But the whole time they were saying, like, you are also a police force, we don't see them as a police force. We never see any. We don't even see the camps that apparently these people are being placed no. into. I, so we get we get glimpses and like, and they don't they don't show they don't right. prove anything. We're told things, but we're not shown things. So again, that's that's the parallel with this and WandaVision is it was a huge missed opportunity to introduce an organization um, that we should have known a lot more about uh, in both shows. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, but again, you can kind of consider that to be something that maybe they'll address further in more content, or maybe they just don't view the GRC as that big of a, an impact. Like, it won't be, and, and they'll kind of move past the blip pretty quickly. Yeah. Because I'm thinking of like, immediate content that's coming up, and I'm trying to like figure out how much that's going to affect the story. Spider-Man's probably like the biggest one, just because it, that's a... Spider-Man movies always feel fairly grounded in terms of you Except know the, this one. the the circumstances. Yeah, this one's probably not going to be as grounded. Probably not. Honestly, probably the next three. So even even that. I mean, that takes away like you won't see as many movies dealing with like issues of normal everyday people. Is no. what I'm saying. So we won't have to see the blip or the GRC as much. Well, like three three upcoming projects will most likely not address the blip at all. Being 
the Loki series wouldn't nope. make sense. Spider-Man 3 and um, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness all sound like projects that aren't even really going to take place in this uh, universe mm -hmm. or on Earth for the most part. And it so. could be affected by the blip, but that's not going to be a focal point or right. even like, yeah, something that would drive the story at all. Whereas this, like that was the center of this. Captain America right. 4 could potentially address it at some point. Probably will actually but, address a good chunk of it, I would think. I bet Sam is going to have a lot of moments with the GRC. The beginning of that movie could definitely be Sam working with the GRC to, like, yep. you know, kind of rehabilitation of everything that they've done wrong. Sure. So that that can make sense. But, yeah, I, I honestly don't even see them being that big of a, um, a force in, it might in not later be. stuff. Who you knows? Know, Who knows? Though. Yeah. We don't. Um... But that's really all I have. Yeah, any any last thoughts on, on this season or this episode in general? Not really. Thought we were going to get more of a, I don't know, um, a bigger tease for a credit scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. But other than that, I mean, I think... Or just I've... a bigger cameo, because I thought that they revealed that there was supposed to be a decently big cameo yeah. in the finale. I, I thought so, What even, I mean, was there even a... I can't think. Of I think anything. Sharon Carter was the the well, she was the credit scene, but there weren't any big cameos in this episode. No, not even. I, like, oh, you Rody, know what we didn't like, talk Rody about Rody though that I do want to mention in this episode was that? Isaiah getting his statue at the oh, yeah. museum for that Super Soldiers. That was good. That was that was one of the better moments of this. Such episode. a good moment. Yep, I love that. I really liked Isaiah, and I thought Sam doing that and showing that and having that moment was really really touching, and that hit. That hit on all bases for mm -hmm. me. And all the little, like, dialogue, the little quips with, like, Isaiah's, uh, I think his grandson, probably. Yeah, his grandson. Um, and, and him and Sam were good. All yeah. of that conversation was great. So, yeah. they did a very good job of wrapping him up as well. I totally agree. So. And I I guess that's probably a conclusion to his character. Then we probably won't see Isaiah anymore. But Maybe He's not. definitely something that could be a cool flashback his, if we ever needed or in, did it. In the comics, his grandson gets powers and becomes like a character in the that'd be cool if he starts working with sam or something yeah or... so who knows um we might get i mean it's still possible that another person another actor plays isaiah in the past so we can see him going up against bucky and taking bucky's arm because i mean that's how bucky loses his arm which is pretty significant to get the metal arm yeah i'm pretty is sure that... right yeah because no, we see... no because uh you see, you see him whenever he's getting drugged by the the Russian soldiers. He doesn't have an arm. He doesn't have his left arm. Oh, and that was when he fell. That was when he fell. Oh, I thought they he said that could, he that he amputated him basically. Well, they could have. I mean, he fight. could have had like some type of different robotic arm after that. But I'm pretty sure that he had that same arm for most of it. Because that's why I thought he made the comment when he first saw Bucky in the show. He was like new arm like i don't think i didn't think that he recognized that it was a new robotic arm i thought he recognized like oh they actually gave you a uh you know prosthetic finally could be i i really don't know i'm, I'm not positive on that i'm just i'm remembering you know what we saw in, yeah, in winter true. soldier and, and i'm pretty sure that's what it was i think but. you're right but i still do want to see some of that stuff between isaiah i think that'd be cool um did you know that sebastian stan is like romanian yeah, yeah, because he talks I about... I just found out that, not that long ago. I've seen interviews between, like, his, uh, like, talking about his family watching the movies that he's been in, and, like, he would 
do an impression of like their accents. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because you can't. I mean, can't tell at all. He moved to America when he was pretty young. Like in, you like, could 12 kind or of kind of hear his accent. Um, I guess if you're really like trying to look for like an Eastern European accent. But yeah, he auditioned for Captain America. Did he really? Yep. And they they thought that they recognized that he as a, his face kind of had a darker side to him. They they felt hmm. so they thought he'd work better as Bucky. Excellent cast. I mean, yeah, because he's but yeah, it's just cool. Killed you know, it. Him auditioning for Cap and Tom Hiddleston auditioning for Thor. And did you know that in his contract actually Hiddleston's that um, he could have when he signed on. He signed on as the ability to play either Thor or Loki. Oh. He didn't actually initially even sign on just for Loki. I don't think they'd even made that decision. Uh, I guess that makes sense because they talked about him too just being like a really big fan and having a decent amount of involvement in I mean, he's a huge nerd. He knows so, like, all the lore. I bet if they're like, hey, we think you'd be a better Loki, he was like, I'll take that advice. I got no problem being that person. I wonder if he knew how popular or how big Loki was going to be. When. I mean, that's kind of the thing that you were saying uh, earlier, too, about, like, with Thanos and thinking that they had a plan for Thanos way down the road. I don't think... I think there's always a general idea of where, if we have all the opportunities to make the movies that we would like to make, we have an idea of where your character is going to be down the road, but I don't think anyone knows how... You never know how the fans are going to react to your character, and that is such a big influence on future projects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, no, I, I don't think he had any clue on how Loki would be. And I think you always... You make modifications based on the good things that people like about your character, so it's possible Loki was never going to be mm -hmm. the person that he is now. Yeah, because people's reactions to... I mean, his character have been so positive. Yeah. That definitely could have been almost the entire influence behind the Loki yeah. show. But, like, he was a lot less likable in Thor 1 and Thor 2. And even yeah. a lot of the first Avengers, I just thought he seemed like a stupid douche. Mm -hmm. But now, I mean, he's just, he's super funny. Especially and after Ragnarok. I mean, like, Ragnarok was, like, like definitely his biggest He, like, he embraces his douchiness, and that's what makes it so funny is because like, he kind of... The show almost intentionally makes fun of him for that, and and on top of that, he's he's more charismatic towards Thor and, and shows a, a much you know more hero side of himself than we thought he would yeah. ever have. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's kind of it for our Marvel discussion. I think. Uh, if you who was who was your favorite character throughout the show? Throughout the whole show. Throughout the whole show. Um. Probably Bucky. Yeah. I... It seems weird to say Zemo, but, like, I genuinely loved every single Zemo moment. I did, too. And it's hard to say that he was my favorite character, but he seriously, like, the screen time that he had felt like the, some of the most important, like, time in this show yeah and and some of my favorite moments were Man, with him i think my favorite line in the whole show though was when walker was looking at sam and bucky and was like you don't want to do this and bucky's like yeah we do yeah and then the fight starts that is such a bucky line like that is 
everything that we love about Bucky is yep. just being that fucking hard ass, and he had that moment. It was so dope. That was my favorite line of the whole show. Oh, so absolutely. I gotta go with Bucky. And he also had so many good moments dealing with his trauma that we got to see. So, yeah, I gotta go with him. Mm-hmm. But Invincible. A uh, lot of shit went down. Pretty much, like, everything... I, I feel like almost every big, like, plot piece has been revealed. Except yeah. for why did... Omni-Man kill Omni the Guardians. Omni-Man kill the Guardians. And, like, we're getting so close to it. Yeah. And it's gotta happen in episode 8. Like, we gotta get a full explanation. There's gonna be some... At least one pretty big plot twist in episode... In the finale, I would think. But we got a decent chunk of, uh, not, I wouldn't say, like, I wouldn't say we really discovered a lot of, like, new shit in this episode, but, like, they finally, you know, did, we saw a big fight that we always thought we were going to see between Omni-Man and uh, Cecil's guys, you know, they were throwing everything that they had at Omni-Man. They were their Hail Mary, they threw their Hail Mary, it was that big monster. Yeah, and, like, they kind of, like... The whole fight started where, like, now Omni-Man is the bad guy. Everyone's being made aware Omni-Man is the bad guy, except for Invincible. He doesn't know what's going on at the moment. But I love that we got all of this action the episode prior to the finale, which tells me there's going to be a whole lot that's going to happen in the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, we see Robot finally cloning himself uh, from his old shitty body, to a new body that is uh, a clone of what's his nuts Rex. Rex that was um, pretty funny. Which I, was that really funny. Weird. That was honestly, cool... do you think that that like reveals Robot as being? I guess it's not Robot anymore, but that guy I can't what's his name, but Zachary Quinto. Well, he's not Zachary Quinto anymore either. Yeah, he's and the now he's kids. Yeah, someone else. But um, like, is he good now? Because clearly, yeah, his whole intention to get those clones out was yeah. to just build him a body. Yeah, and he was going to put him back in prison. Yeah. So. We initially thought... He had dark intentions. He had dark intentions. I, I don't think so. I thought the same thing when we were watching that. I was like, I wonder if this was just a whole thing to throw us off. Like, he really never did have any ulterior motive to, you know, um, kill Omni-Man. Or I thought that him letting out the clones meant that there was a darker side to him and that maybe he did have some sort of uh, manipulation factor that went into getting Omni-Man to kill all the Guardians. But yeah, at this point now, I'm pretty convinced that for whatever the reason, Omni-Man felt that he had to kill those Guardians. He did, and yeah. I obviously have my ideas that maybe that they were working for Cecil and he foresaw um, a big conflict happening that he needed to you know, take care of before it ever even started. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the fact that we don't really... For sure know where Omni-Man came from and why he actually did come to Earth and him being so quiet and... And Debbie questioning him about it. And like Debbie she clearly doesn't him, trust him and what he's been And him her. not giving any hard answers. Yeah. And him kind of threatening his um, tailor about not, you know, spilling the beans and telling anyone yeah. about this. I mean, really sets it up to, for whatever the reason, he did this because he's a fucking bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, he, it does feel it, it's I'm, I'm leaning more that way that he is ultimately a bad guy but at the same time 
there's no way that Cecil is clear cut and dry like a total good guy. Yeah, there's got to be some. I'm I'm convinced there's going to be another unveiling with Cecil, which mm-hmm. will have us perceive him differently. Like we'll see that Cecil did something in Omni Man's past to get Omni Man to do what he's doing now. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. There's got to be some. He's just. It would make no sense for someone of his power and like stature yeah. and you know position to have done nothing but, that would be considered, you know, shady. Really. Yeah. But boy, when when Invincible came in to save Omni Man from getting killed by the big monster, the moment when he was like, "What's going on?" and Omni Man was like, uh, "Son, there's so much going on that you don't know." Like he said it in such a manipulative way, like. Oh, it just, it totally felt like he's a bad guy. You know, like, yeah, he, he's now going to try to manipulate his son to get him to help him defeat everyone. But man, Kill like, everyone. If and they then, have to fight each other, Mark's going to get his ass handed to him. Yeah, I have no idea how that's going to work out, especially with the new, the new Guardians, basically, if any of them are going to end up dying or what the situation calls for. But I definitely don't think Robot's a bad guy. I think the only two clear villains at this point in this show are Omni Man and Cecil. Yep. I, I even though we haven't seen that. Cecil be a, an actual villain, aside from sending that demon back to hell, which felt kinda dark. Yeah. I don't think we've seen him actually be the villain. Yeah. It's really just Omni Man. I do think we'll have to get some type of reveal, but I, I mean, I don't know. The the whole uh, what what, is, what are they called now? Are they still the Guardians? I guess the new Guardians. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of their powers and like thinking about how they handled uh, Metalhead and like Battle Beast and like those guys. Yeah. And or how those, much they struggled with them. those people that Omni Man or those went aliens back and killed their whole planet. And then like I'm comparing it to uh, Immortal coming back to life, who is like almost he was like the equal, strongest. He was the strongest aside previous, from Omni Man and almost an equal to Omni Man. And then got killed again in a brutal way. Yep. I mean, it's just like, I, I'm just trying to imagine... Well, all you have to do... Any possible way that they could stop Omni-Man. Yeah, all you have to do, though, is compare, like, look at the new Guardians and compare them to what we saw from the old Guardians and ask yourself, are they any stronger than what the old ones were? No, I'd no. say they're far weaker and more so inexperienced yes. and way younger. Absolutely. So, in no way are they gonna be able to defeat Omni Man. Um, it's gonna have to be Mark at this point, is what it's I'm thinking. It's gotta be. Like, and I'm sure. almost kind of excited to see the new Guardians get their asses handed to them by Omni Man. I, I think too. that could be kind of funny. I think it would be funny, but it's gonna have to come down to Mark killing or defeating his dad. Mm-hmm. I think, like that's just what makes a lot of sense. But there's gotta be so many. I would hope. I mean, I guess they're, they could be saving some of it for season two, but I just feel like we got to understand Omni-Man, where he came from, and why he did what he did. That's got to be explained in, in the finale. It, it definitely does. At the very least, that's got to be what we get from the finale. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to kind of like break away from the, the superhero stuff. What did you think of Amber's reaction to Mark? Whenever he finally Ugh. reveals to her that... He I thought that whole shit was kind of dumb. You did? Like, I don't yeah. know. I just felt like that she was pretty not understanding of that whole situation. It just kind of bugged me that... I, I just thought that was handled really poorly by her. Like, it makes sense why she was... 
I mad get why she's mad. She always knew, and yeah. she thought he was gonna come open, like be open about it. But like, at least be understanding it in terms of like where he's coming from. Like he's doing it. Not, I thought he made a situation worse by saying he didn't trust her. I figured it was coming from like a. I don't want you to get hurt if yeah. people knew who I was. A protection thing. So it was a protection thing. I thought that that's what he was going to say. So I just thought it was, I don't know, handled poorly. Which I guess is just a prime example of, I mean, bad communication because they're both yeah. high school, you know, teenagers, like 17 years old. So that kind of makes sense. But uh, I would be disappointed to see Amber leave. I, I like her. I liked her. I almost like her more than Eve in terms of who, um, like, Mark's girlfriends, but, mm-hmm. um, Mark as a character definitely is, a kind of a little bitch, so, who knows what's gonna happen with, uh, that. Yeah. Uh, but, overall, I mean, this was probably about the same length as all the other episodes, but it went so much quicker, for me at least, it felt that it went a lot quicker because, for the most part, it was all action-packed, like, from yeah. start to finish, um, the only downtime we ever got was between the clones and robot and the whole process of his consciousness transferring to the new body. Which was um, wild. It's which kind was of a really wild emotional. Scene. That was yeah. the most emotion I've got from the whole show was uh, the guy that was robot and how he like that self still dies and how his new self can totally recognize that he's in a way, a new person. Like, he knew why he did what he yeah. did, but he feels like he's a new person. But so, his original self died. Like, it's his original so self died, crazy. And we got to actually see him talk to his new self. And all of that was really, really sad. Um, and not what at all what I expected to get from uh, Robot's character. So, I really enjoyed that. But I really liked this episode. There's almost... Really isn't... Out of all the other episodes, there's probably less for me to unpack in this one than any of the others, just because most of what it was was them trying to defeat Mm Omni-Man. It was, and failing to defeat Omni-Man. Failing to defeat him. But honestly, they put up a pretty good fight. They did everything they could have. If didn't come in, they might have won. And also, just the fact that, I mean, when Immortal came in as well, like, was kind of handling his own for a little bit. Just shows you that like he can be weakened because like he was definitely yeah. a lot weaker after he had gone through all that shit than I mean, having to fight Immortal. He was also knocked out before Immortal came out, and the beast was about to swallow him up. Uh-huh. Now it's Strange. possible that if Mark never came, you know, he that Omni Man would have woken up, and we don't even know if Omni Man can even be killed anyways. Like even though he was out of it, he wasn't really bleeding or anything. I mean, so. he could have been swallowed and then like flown Still out of the flown stomach out of it or something. Killed yeah. him. But yeah. what I'm saying, though, is that, like, before Immortal even came along, Omni-Man was already kind of defeated, is what it looked like. I mean, in, and are, Invincible or Immortal? But, immortal. Okay. Before Immortal came to kick Omni-Man's ass, okay. Okay. Omni-Man's ass had already pretty much been kicked. Been kicked. But, um, at the same time, it doesn't even bug me that Omni-Man, being as strong as he is, almost got defeated, because that is kind of what I want to see... And what you would expect is an organization like Cecil's to have prepared as much as they can Absolutely. for this to happen. Because Omni-Man is not someone that you can control. So we got to have some sort of 
um, counter in case he goes bad. But you want to see him struggle a little bit. It's like, you for the most struggle. part, he's handled everything with ease. Killing yeah. the Guardians was as easy as just basically like snapping his fingers. I mean, well, I mean, they part. put up somewhat of a fight. He put up somewhat of a fight. But like, he kicked, how many were there, like eight of them? And he killed like all eight of them yeah. and barely even like, I mean... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess he was, like, kind of close to dying, but... I mean, he did get severely knocked out at the end of it. Like, he was unconscious. Yeah. So. But. I I also wonder if there's any additional powers of his that we haven't seen yet. Because we did Maybe. see that he could... Well, I mean, I, it's not going to be anything like laser eyes, but, like, we saw that he could see the invisible soldiers, you know, yeah, that were in the house. That just tells me that was he kinda, has kind of, like... Peter super Tingles, slight, like Spider-Man senses. Peter Tingles, maybe. Yeah, I was thinking just like super like senses, which I guess is the same thing. Yeah, heightened senses. Uh huh. Which that was, uh, dude, that was such a such a scary scene. Like imagining being one of those guys, and the fact that they were still trying to shoot at him. Like, yeah. How stupid are you? But I also thought that Cecil's whole scene where he kept teleporting from spot to spot that was to deliver dope. dialogue to uh, Omni Man. That was really cool because it was also. Like, you're paying attention to what he's saying, but it's also really tense because Ami Man is so close every time to grabbing Cecil. Like I He gets his tie at the end. He gets his tie at the end. I was really tense thinking that he's gonna get Cecil, and I was even imagining myself in that situation. Like, I would be terrified as shit, even if I can teleport. Oh, God. Ami Man's so fast. You gotta be so... You could just be a little bit distracted, and he's got you. Uh So that, honestly, uh, was really... Uh, intense. Big, um, really huge of him to go out there and risk himself like that, too. Cecil's really cool for being just a normal guy. He's got a lot of cool gadgets that you would expect to see when you, uh, like, in a universe where there are all these heroes. Uh-huh. You know, With you an would, organization like this. You would think they would have tech like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I tell you, I, literally, I... There's not a single show that I am anticipating each episode more of than this, and it's gotten it's grown with every single episode that we've watched. I agree. Like from the first two, I was like, "This is great," and then we watched the third one, I was like, "This is even better." Yeah. Fourth one, like I I'm so pumped for this finale. Yeah. It's, it's been, I would say, my favorite show of the year. Yeah. I, um, I'm trying to think about other shows. I mean, I any new shows that you've watched this year? So you're saying like 2021 then? Just not. Honestly, even any of, say new shows that came out since quarantine in March Oof. of 2020 started, well, you're, you're, what would be... You're saying some stuff right. that you're going to regret. Well, 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> Just like, like I'm, I'm asking now, what would be what would be Mandalorian season two. Mandalorian, I... 100,000%. I know that you, but you also view Star Wars in a much higher level You would say I no do. to that still. I depend... We haven't seen the finale yet, and I love Mandalorian season two. Wow, you know that that but really bothers me. I it, this see, is up there. This you is would up say there. you would say Ahsoka being in the show, Luke Skywalker showing up at the end of the finale, everything that we got in that season. You would. St- I, I know that I am a, I'm I'm a bigger Star Wars of an, person. In anticipation, Boba and like, Fett. Everything with Boba Fett. No, it's great. All of it was <laughs> phenomenal stuff. They're very different shows. That was also oh. a season two, which is like like mm. this being an original story, something that's like. It's I I love it. An initial yeah, but like you're talking universe too. You're talking like anticipation though, and like shows that you've looked forward to watching on a weekly basis. I'd say Mandalorian blows this show out of the water. I mean, sure, this show like has brought stuff 
like that I wouldn't expect and there's a whole world of new characters that you know I haven't met before like it's great and it's a cartoon which is even better because I don't really watch a lot of cartoons aside from something like Clone Wars but Mandalorian season two I mean the hype around each episode for that was like night and day you know more than it's been well yeah, i mean yeah and the audience of that show is also so much higher and, like it well that you know like, there's so much more content to be absorbed with that yeah that well. but like mandalorian 2 was out at a time where like i don't think there is as much of a selection for new shows as there is right now like we got wandavision and then we got falcon and then we got invincible we got movies in between all of that yeah mandalorian like that was it for the most part that we that were able is to true. watch and like that was a massive franchise to drop, yet yeah, one at a time when there's nothing else going on. I mean, yeah. the hype around those was, yes, insanely high. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, the Twitter reactions, the internet's reactions, like, everyone, that was, like, the only thing anyone would talk about on a Friday, yeah. you know, when an episode would come out. I had way harder of a time avoiding spoilers for Mandalorian Season 2 than any of the other content mm-hmm. that we've watched oh, since yeah. then. Movies or TV shows. Oh, yeah. But... I am still insanely excited for this finale. Yeah. And I would... I mean... I I guess I can't necessarily say it's been my favorite, but it's definitely up there in my favorites of all TV shows that I've watched in the last year and a half. Oh, since, like, 100%. No, 100%. I would say that this is definitely like a number two or Even three. Luke started watching it. I know. Started watching it today. I would say this is a number two or three for me in terms of shows over the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. Because... When you're thinking about other stuff that we've watched, The Boys season two, um, Let Down Division, Falcon, but I can't think of any other shows. Like new content. Well, part of that problem is just because we had, you know, downtime where nothing was being filmed, or production wasn't going. No, so I know, but I'm just saying, chunk, like, but... on the list, I don't know if there were other shows were there that we watched. I guess Mandalorian season one technically also. No, that was no, before. No, that no, was no, before. No, no. Yeah. Um. I don't think. I'm trying to think of what came out this last summer that we would have watched. Mm. Stranger Things was the summer before. Yep, before that. I don't, I, nothing really. Yeah. Like that. There. I mean, again, with stuff being on pause because of COVID, yep. like we didn't get that much content, which is why it's almost like when I when I'm thinking of shows that I've watched like within like a last year, you almost have to start it from quarantine yeah. because that's when you're comparing the same type of content. Yeah, but. Yeah, I I love it. I'm super excited for the finale. And I mean, do you have anything else to add to that, or do you want to start talking about? No, not really. Yeah, I mean, Mortal Kombat. Kano wins. You fucking beauty. Yeah, Mortal Kombat was. I'd say. Um, start quite, out. What was your What was your rating? What was I was gonna say it was quite the downer. Um, rating would probably be a 5 or 6 out of 10 for me and I really was looking forward to this movie just because the trailers were pretty much all action and the effects looked really good and the effects were alright but there's plenty of moments that weren't in the trailer that was in the movie where it it felt a lot more low budget than I think it was Uh Um, tons of downtime in the movie for a movie that's less than two hours, I could not believe how much dialogue was in it that like totally served no purpose. It was the yeah. only oh. if, 
we watched that with Jackson too. If Cato wasn't in the movie, there would have been no scenes with dialogue that were at all entertaining, aside from any moment with Sub Zero. There is no scene that I wanted to hear any character speak. They Cole, all said stupid shit. Cole constantly said the dumbest shit, and and yeah, Cato Cato was great. He was really funny, but it's like it was almost overdone at a certain point because that was like it felt so obvious. It was, that this was the yeah, guy so that expected that you have to was, look forward to. I mean, they they really leaned on him. Man, Cato got scene. killed like a little bitch too by that Sonya uh, for having yeah. laser eyes. Why would he walk into a trailer at all, anyways? Like flush her out. She was just so like burning the trailer down. I mean, yeah, so many poor decisions, and the the villains uh, were kind of dumb. The the so guy, dumb. The dude with the big hammer. Dude with the big hammer was dumb. But I mean, positives from this: the opening scene with Hanzo was so good. Yeah, that was cool. And like my, I was so hyped for the rest of the movie, and it literally like I started out at like a nine, like nine and a half. Yeah. And progressively went down to yeah, probably. That's like the five. problem, though. That's the problem, though, is the opening and closing scene were both decently fleshed out in the trailers. The op- the first ten minutes of this movie were dropped on YouTube days before this movie's release, so everyone that wanted to see this scene had against Sub-Zero, I didn't watch it. Okay. But anyone that had wanted to see this scene was already able to do that before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, aside from those two scenes, I really didn't need to watch any of this movie because... There really wasn't other action that I enjoyed um, as much as I enjoyed anything that had Sub Zero in it. Yeah, Sub Zero and Scorpion. So, so you've played the games. I have not. Was there any character from the games that you wish you would have seen in this? Oh, plenty of characters that I wish I would have seen in this. I can't really think of all the names because I know you said that like, you brought up Jax. There, Jax, but there's also like in terms of one. villains. I mean, Baraka. I think is how you say his name. Like, he would have been one of, like, aside from Sub-Zero, he would have been the coolest villain to have in this movie. Okay. And, like, the dude with the hammer, I, I've never seen him before. So I just feel like... have powers. I felt like for the first movie, you would you would take the most popular characters that you have and, mm. and put them in this. So I thought that was a big missed opportunity where characters that did not appear in the movie because... Sure, I'll watch a second Mortal Kombat, but I I can wait. I can wait two years, three years for the next one. I don't give a shit. Because this one did nothing for my excitement for what could come from uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I, I mean, because, yeah, I haven't played the game, so I didn't have any of, like, the pre-hype for like, it as much. But I, I just wanted to see really good action and, like, an okay story. Yeah. We got pretty good action and a really shitty story. Yeah. And we got oh I don't even know if I would say we got pretty good action. We got pretty good action if we had never seen one of the trailers before. But having seen the trailers, I would I would rate the action on a, a much lower score just because the stuff that we hadn't seen going into the movie was I thought decently shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I do not think deserves any praise. No, and and really, the fact that you didn't care about any of the characters individually, like it made it made it a lot harder to get through two hours of it because there was, I mean, you're you're rooting for Cole and Earthrealm, yeah. I guess. Well, you yes, know, somewhat. But like that's, I feel like that's one of the big things is you have to side with someone, you have to root for an individual character, and there just wasn't 
that. Mm-hmm. And maybe I guess again, if I had played the games, I could have gotten on board with somebody more. Because I know, like you said, you brought up Jax. You really liked him. Jax, kind of Goro, the big forearm dude that Cole went against. I mean, Goro is a really cool character in the games, and that's probably another reason why this was a letdown. Was like his character died like such a bitch, such and a he should have been he should have been one of the bigger fights because I think Goro is a much bigger competitor. Like he should have been someone that you save second to last in the movie before the Sub Zero fight that takes multiple people to go against him mm-hmm. because he went down he was defeated in order for Cole to get his you know true powers I don't know I just thought that was really stupid so I do have a question the guy that was the soul sucker I can't remember what his name is uh, the overarching Shining villain in yeah. it was, is he a god like Raiden like Lord Raiden or is he also just like a um, a villain you know or, or a champion he's, he's a god like he is a god Lord like Raiden, Raiden. okay yeah. I wasn't positive. I feel like they really did not go into that enough. Yeah, he's like the uh, leader for that side. Okay, like basically Raiden's equivalent for mm-hmm. that uh, planet. Yep. Sh- what are they? Not Shadow Realm, or was it Shadow Outer? Outer. Outer some realm. Shit. See, outer like world. this. What we're saying right now, like nothing. I didn't retain anything from that movie. Yeah, I mean that, that's the problem. They just did not do. They did not develop the story to a point where you actually cared about it. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, we're not retaining that stuff at all. I swear to you too. Like, there's that whole, there's that whole theory of, you know, when you watch a movie in the theater, you retain it a lot more than you do when you watch it on TV. So even shitty movies, are movies that you will never forget. If you saw them in the theater, this is still a movie that I think I would have forgotten about if I saw it in the theater, just because it was so slow, like in between action scenes. Yeah. And when we finally got action that we hadn't seen, it was just so underwhelming. Mm-hmm. And and it just yeah, like Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong, I won't forget about that movie. And I saw it on TV, and I of course can imagine it being twice as good seeing it in theaters just because there were so many cool effects and it was really um, good in theaters and sequences yeah you saw it in theaters so I would have I, I, I would like to still see it in theaters Mortal Kombat I would not give a second watch regardless of how I can watch it I wouldn't fucking pay $15 to get a movie ticket for it that's nope, for sure. I wouldn't see it for free in the theater just because I really I saw everything that I wanted to see there is nothing that I would really like to go back and watch yeah and a lot of that comes from the fact that your protagonist that you're supposed to kind of relate to, Cole, I didn't give two fucks about. Or his family. Mm-mm. His family was stupid. Super dumb. Yeah, this... I, I don't... Honestly, I can see people enjoying this movie decently more when you are a diehard Mortal Kombat fan. You're into the lore. But I still can't see it. people thinking like it was... I still don't see the story, the, the the side of people saying that it's a good movie. Because, like, even if you knew a lot of the lore, I just feel like nothing was really fleshed out. No. So, no. I don't really, I don't get it. And I think, I mean, again, I haven't played the games, but I, I think the story almost could have been more of a focal point than some of the action, because it's yeah. like... There's clearly a lot of background there that they could have yeah. gone into. I mean, I I don't but know. But it's Mortal Kombat. Like it is Mortal it's, Kombat. It's a it's still a dumb story either way that you tell it. Like the idea but you that you see that you could still you could still see all the action. You get all the action see, yeah. that you wanted to, and it almost would have made some of the action better because you would have had a limited. 
quantity of it. Yeah. You know, it's like it's it's better if you aren't just overwhelmed with it. I guess. And I think I think that they could have had almost not more downtime, but just more quality downtime. I think that given how given that the story was what it was, I don't think there could have really been a much better or different story. Like the idea that you need these dudes in a tournament in order for Earth to not be taken over or whatever. I mean, it's just it didn't make any sense, anyways. No. So I think you you tell it you tell us what the plot is, what the stakes are, and then you make most of the movie the entire tournament. Like skip most of the training. We don't need it. They should have just had Cole already know who he is, and maybe he's been struggling or something. But for the most part, he knows what his powers are. Yeah. And then that's the tournament. Like I don't know. There's they should have just focused on the. The action and introduction of characters, because at the end of the day, they're just trying to really appease people that know what the games are. Um, well, it, honestly, you know, the more I think about it, this is like just a cash grab. It's a cash it's grab. The whole deal of like their movies have to be under two hours, and it's yeah. like they're supposed to just be quick watches for people to watch. Not like we're even you know no guaranteed yeah. sequels or anything. It's just like that feels like, like so much of like what you get with movies these days, especially ones that are related to content that are either you know. It's like a sequel or yeah, related to a different, you know. Kind of. But, like, Godzilla vs. Kong is clearly a cash grab, and it was short. But, like, it showed... It gave me almost everything that I wanted in that movie. Like, it was... all. I mean, there was some downtime in that movie, too. But for the most part, it had a lot of good action in it. Whereas this, same intentions, why would you not have most of it be action? I feel like that would be easy, because I don't think that would really affect the budget that much. I'm sure the budget would be about the same as it was. Yeah. Just put more action in there because at the end of the day, I, I honestly, I thought more about Mortal Kombat as a game. Like, it did kind of get me into wanting to play the games again. But, like, that would have been so much more amplified had that been more of what the movie was about. And the tournament, I would have liked to have seen the tournament. I, I honestly... I would have seen the different realms and, like, I would have, too. To that me, cool. this movie felt less of a cash grab and more of an attempt to make it a serious film like it felt like they really tried to make it more important more complicated than it really is yeah they should have just made it for what it was which is a nonsensical tournament between people of different worlds well i guess thinking of it like that it's almost like the instead of just making it a cash grab movie where they just focus on the action and instead of just making it, like, a movie to build up a universe and a franchise, they took, like, half of each. They did, like, 50% of each. Yeah. And it just made it garbage then. Because it's, like, you can't have a cash grab that also builds a universe. And it's world building. is like, really, you know, a good story. And, yeah. you know, make, make it that everybody would want to just go watch a quick two-hour movie. It's, yeah. like, I, they just did not have an identity to this movie that you could get on board with no and that's the reason why it wasn't that good that's the reason why it wasn't that good i mean yeah they're really just there's not a whole lot i can say about it and there's not the a fact, lot to say man. the fact that it stands at a 55 percent by rotten tomatoes only slightly less than what the season finale of falcon and the winter soldier <laughs> got i think is so goddamn insulting this was such a fucking piece of trash and should not be i mean there are so many movies that rotten tomatoes gives like a 20 percent for that i think is a little bit harsh I would not argue with them giving this that because 
I know the mindset of a critic is like they look for a good story. It can't just be action, blah, blah, blah. Well, this was a total dog shit of a story. Not a lot of action. Character dialogue was below the bare minimum. I didn't give a fuck about anybody except for kind of Kato, who was, at the end of the day, just a dickhead and became the villain. So, and and that audience stands at an 87%. I mean, I guess that's mostly fans that love the games and Big will suck combat. anyone's dick when they yeah. show their favorite character in it. They want to see them in live action form. I get I get that hype, I guess, but I I don't I don't think this movie deserves the ratings that it's gotten. I think even by actual critics, it stands at a higher rating than it deserves. I'd love to find out how much this makes and figure out. And I, I mean, that's going to be tough if to figure they out. decide that it would be profitable to make another one. That's going to be tough to figure out, given that um, a lot of the metrics I feel like involve how many. Uh, subscriptions that did we get um, by the time that this movie came out? You know, for HBO, what was the total because number of users that actually viewed it, viewed it, watched all the way through. Because I bet that's a pretty good number. I mean, I would think theaters are not going to be the the deciding factor on if this movie should have sequels. If uh, if a lot of people viewed it on HBO Max and they're always going to have this deal with Warner Bros, I think they're going to make a bunch of these movies that way. It's an HBO exclusive. That would make so. I mean, I I would watch them, and it's not going to be my reason for having HBO Max, but it will be a bonus to have HBO Max. It is just like how it's a bonus to have a bunch of Netflix uh, uh exclusive movies on Netflix. You're not going to watch them all. It's not even necessarily the quality; is it's just like it is additional content that you know, right? If you want to, but Mortal Kombat is a big enough name, that it makes sense to make more, and they have a, a solid following base. That would watch each and every one and have HBO Max for that reason. Yeah, and I mean, I, I guess I can just hope that maybe they get a bigger budget next time too, so we can get some some more action, better action in the second one. I don't. What you know what the budget was for this first one? Let me see. I would guess at least like two hundred. Uh, you would guess two hundred. I would guess two hundred mil. Yeah. You want to take another guess? Mm, I'm not gonna tell you. Four hundred. 50 million. No way. 50 mil? So I'm kind of impressed. That Actually, for 50 mil, they, and, did, they did a lot. And box office, it made 50.9 million. So it almost made a profit just from what it got in the theaters. Wow. That's not That's terrible. extremely for impressive. For how low budget this is, I can respect it slightly more. That's extremely impressive. Well, Good for them. Yeah. Good. I guess that's a good business decision by them but as a movie viewer don't feel like you know you have to watch this movie no. you don't be like rushed to watch this movie but no. definitely if you've got some free time it's an interesting watch that's what I was I was telling my brothers they were like how was Mortal Kombat and I was like it was alright if yeah. you got the time it's, it's a fun action flick oh, to watch for hour 45 easy to have in the background you know I mean yeah it's yeah it's something that you can watch it's just don't don't have your hopes too high for it because it's not in no way is this a memor will this be a memorable movie uh, of 2021 and if it is then that means some bad shit's gonna happen in the future because no yeah this definitely wouldn't get on my 2021 Oscars no definitely not which speaking of which I still would like to do some type of Oscar specials yeah Oscar just last night I didn't watch them wasn't really that I read up on the awards I today read up on a little bit saw yeah. that 
there's a lot of talk about Chadwick Boseman getting um, snubbed, being snubbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's hard. Just, I feel like the selection of movies is yeah, so different so than difficult. what I would choose, and so it's just I, I don't, I don't have the same opinions of these top tier critics apparently. Yeah, in like any way. But that's why I would like to do our own Oscars as yeah. well because I think it'd be interesting to just lay out and we could even do like like I was talking about like a quarantine Oscars like from yeah. starting in March let's look at the best content look at that, that. We've had. and honestly I mean we'll know when we look at the content but if there's just not a big enough list of movies we could also include shows good especially totally for like good. especially for like best you know uh, actor best supporting actor you yeah. could totally include characters from The Boys and Mandalorian in there yeah so I could because get on board with that. there was a very small selection of movies at the moment, I can really only think about Tenet that I saw as um, like a big as a big movie. So, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll take a look. But Wonder Woman eighty film. Yeah, Wonder Woman. No, there's I mean there's oh uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Like there was there was content. It's there's, just we would have some. to if we laid it out, we could definitely come up with a list of different things. Yes, we could. And just have like a couple of the basic awards, but yeah. Cuz I would like to just do a review of different stuff anyways yep. and like looking back on everything that we've gotten like I said from, you know, March uh-huh. or now. Yeah, an award show would be cool though. I would I would be interested in doing that. But uh, I actually I need to go check on my stuff on the smoker, but do you have any more thoughts on Mortal Kombat or nope. movies? I think I shat on it enough. Yeah, probably. Um, but I think we shat on Mortal Kombat enough and we covered everything that I wanted to say about Falcon and everything that happened in Invincible. So with that being said, I'm, all we got left now is Invincible's season finale this week. And then looking forward, we have uh, the new Tom Clancy movie coming out April 30th. That'll be something to check out. Yeah. And then The Bad Batch comes out this summer. Loki is this summer. so This summer should be pretty fun. we got some upcoming series that will be really nice to, to watch mm-hmm. and review. And some other movies I'm sure will pop up that, I, that haven't come to mind that are also going to come out this summer. Yeah, so. I would think so. But, yeah, that's all we got. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. You are not in Kansas anymore. Is there something special about today? All I have for you is a word. Life, uh, finds a way. Tell it. This is the way. This is the way. 